This podcast episode is dedicated to empowering sensitive people to recognize their trait as sensory intelligence and bring their unique gifts into service for the crucial roles we play in communities, businesses, and leadership globally. I'm Julie B. Ellen, sensitivity expert, psychotherapist, and founder of the online sensitive empowerment community. I'm Willow McIntosh, founder of Illuminance and leader of the high sensory intelligence movement. We hope you enjoy this episode. I want to give you a quick update before we start this episode, and that is that I have some free masterclasses coming up that I'd love to invite you to. They're free to register. You'll also get a replay if you register. One is about high sensitivity and anxiety, and one is called Reach Financial Freedom, Growing a Heart-Centered Online Business, and that's for HSP practitioners healers, therapists, coaches, etc., who want to learn how to uh, grow multiple sources of income and just be in a place where you're free so that you can really do the work that you need to do as a healer and take time off to take care of your self-care and things like that. That's important for healers. And I'm going to be available to answer questions after these events. And you can find them, you can register free by going to my website, juliebielen.com or sensitiveconnection.com and click on free resources. And there you will see where it says master classes and you'll get a link to register free. If you can't find it for some reason, definitely just let me know. And yes, there is a replay if you register and you'll get an email reminder and things like that as well. So look forward to seeing you there. Enjoy this event. Welcome everyone. I'm Julie Bieland and we're recording live in the Sensitive Empowerment Community. And I'm here with Willow McIntosh. And today we're talking about honoring your intuition and using it as your guide. Welcome Willow. Hi Julie, so good to be here. Lovely to have you. And we just had some wonderful conversation before we started recording in the community. Um, I just love connecting with you all here. Thanks for being here. Um, wow, what a we actually were talking about this subject in the community for a while, and it was a really popular post. So I decided to do a whole podcast on it, right? Isn't this going to be awesome, Willow? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think it's such a great topic. I'm really looking forward to diving into this. Something I think we're very used to you know, you know we, we have a deep relationship around this topic as HSPs, and I'm really interesting to see what, what comes to light as we as we dive in. Yes, and I'm going to ask the community to uh, to post their questions and comments, and we'll be able to enrich the experience that way. And you know, I love to think about. I think it's important to talk about intuition because I think so many of us have, you know, as sensitive people, we have more intuition. And yet a lot of us have been invalidated about our intuition. And I want to validate your intuition today. That's important to me, as well as help you learn how to strengthen it, tap into it, use it as your guide. There's so much information inside of intuition every day. Right, Willow? Yes, absolutely. Yes. I think it, I, I, the validation piece, I couldn't agree more. This is certainly an area that we have as HSPs that I really feel we must explore and own, especially the fact that we have 
an ability with it and we have some amazing um you know some amazing skills in terms of how we can tune into the kind of signals that we get and the feelings that we get in our bodies and the, the things that happen to us internally when we're, when we're around other people and and learning to really read this and understand that, the, that we have an extra level of intuition to people that perhaps don't have the trait and just how important it is to really own that and dive into it. Yes, 100%. And I'd love to ask the community and put your responses in now and we'll read them out. What body cues do you observe when something is not quite right and something doesn't feel right? What is your body telling you? I, and while you're answering that, I just wanna say, you know, our body gives us this important information like intake every day. And this extra information, it can help you make decisions, know what's right for you, what's not right for you, if you can trust someone. Um, and all of these cues give us information even about our health and, and well-being, right, Willow? Yes, absolutely. Yes, I think we are receiving, or um, obviously we're, we're, we're receiving an abundance of signals from our body. But, but yes, these, these feelings that we get in, get in our body and, and, and to be aware of the fact that our hearts also have an, you know, um, a complex structure of neurons in them as well as our, as, as our brains do. And in fact, also our guts, you know, they say that we have three brains essentially, one in our heads, one in our hearts and one in our gut. And, and on top of that, I think as HSPs, we have an ability to get really subtle with the feelings in our bodies. And I think we get some amazing ranges of cues, especially when, you know, we meet someone and we kind of get that sensation. And I know, I know in me, I kind of get almost like a contraction in my body, which sort of alerts me that there's something not quite right. It's more, it's, it's very clairsentient to me, so it's very much around feelings. And then sometimes I'll get a very clear message in my head, but I have a, a you know, a, a very close relationship with the feelings in my body, and it's always right. I can always sense when there's something not quite right. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of amazing, that feeling. I get that. I, I often call it an icky feeling. It's like, oh, that doesn't feel good. Um, and I love to read off some of these that came up. Cindy says, tension and anxiety. Larissa says, sensation in my stomach. Mary says, it tingles and I see darkness. Linda says, awkwardness. Oh, Melanie says, icky feeling, you get that too. Yes, love it. Um, this is so fascinating, right? To, and uh, Luis says, my head spins, stomach literally turns upside down. Isn't it amazing that we get these signals? And then I wanna ask you guys now, what signals, what does it feel like when something feels right? When you feel, when you get that feeling in your body and it feels right. I know for myself, Willow, and I'll be curious to hear about you too. It feels kind of like openness. Like I feel um, this sense of, instead of being constricted and tight, I feel open and, I, and it feels really good and clear. And uh, I was gonna say calm. And I saw uh, that was also put in there. Louise said calmness. Larissa says joy feeling in my heart. Gaylene says peaceful. Linda says warm and fuzzy. Uh, Mary says warm glow and openness. Cecilia, a warm buzzing sensation, lightness. Case is like a flower blooming in my chest. Love it. Wow. Deb says openness and clear. Uh, Donna says when it's right, a feeling of harmony, right and peacefulness. Becca says a lightness in my head, like a release. Oh my goodness. These are awesome descriptions. What about you, Willow? What do you feel? Wow. I love this. Yeah. So, so I get it again. It's, it's, it's an opening for me. I feel like an expansion within me, but, it, but it's a warmth and it's a joy. And, it, and I get this feeling of wanting to move towards. There is this, yeah. I want to, 
You know, there's, there's, a, there's a want to connect, a want to know more. There's, there's this feeling of feeling safe and yeah, it's, it's an opening and a warmth. Yes. Isn't that so neat that we all, we instantly knew what those feelings were and what makes us ignore those? Like I don't tend to ignore them now, but I used to, I spent many years ignoring those feelings because maybe some of the reasons were other people around you were not picking up on them, you know? So you start to think, wait a minute, nobody else is feeling like that. So is there something wrong with me that I'm feeling that way? You start to get these messages and then we start ignoring those feelings. And yet these are some of the biggest gifts of the trait that, that we get these really strong feelings, right? Yes, absolutely. And I think it's, it's around learning to trust them. And isn't it interesting how all of us immediately knew our feeling? We've all just, we've all just listed them without having to think. (laughs) Without, without having to think about it. And, and that is, that, that right there is an amazing indication of the fact that we know what it is. And I think because as children, many of us didn't get the right training that we needed as HSPs in order to really listen and take these parts of ourselves seriously. And because it's not kind of accepted and it's not necessarily talked about, I think that's why we either doubt it or we tend not to rely on it. But I think, for us it is an opportunity and uh, an invitation to learn to trust it and listen to it more deeply and in that in that way develop it yes i I mean i can't even imagine how amazing that would have been to be in like grade school and then they're teaching you you know like let's learn how to you know listen to our intuition what does it feel like in your body and like imagine doing that while we were young i'm i just can't even imagine i've done that with my sons that um who are now grown, but I've often tried to, rather than instantly jumping into answering, you know, a question for them, like what should they do if they have a couple of choices? I, I love to, to share, and I used to do this with clients too, where I imagine that like when you can't decide about something that you, you really quiet yourself so that you can listen to those inner cues and imagine that you're standing in front of the different paths, like say there were two or three choices and you stand in front of each path and you imagine, what does each one of those make me feel? So I've kind of done that with my boys that it's like, um, you know, one of my sons just asked me something recently and I was like, well, what do you think, like which one is each one of those things making you feel like? And I think it's so powerful to do that, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because we're calling upon a resource that has an intelligence in it. And it's whether or not we really understand how that works and where it comes from. The fact is, it's there. And, you know, calling upon our minds to make decisions. Our minds are like computers, you know, they really just process what we put into them, whereas our bodies have have a wisdom, there's a knowing in there. And, and, that, and I think that that's the, you know, that's the pathway into that wisdom is, well, how do I really feel about that? And then there is a, there is a wealth of information in there. Yes. And it was interesting. I think you brought up, did you talk about clairsentience just a little bit ago? Yes. Um, yeah. It was, it was interesting. Is talking, thinking about, you know, that there's a lot of different forms of intuition, but a lot of people talk about it as being four main ones. Do you think that'd be interesting to talk about, Willow? Definitely. Yeah. So it was interesting when I was kind of reading them, I was really connecting with two in particular. So um, one of them was that clairsentience, like you talked about, and that happens to be one of the most common ones. And it, it really involves feelings like physical feelings, emotional feelings, energetic feelings. It's like an intuitive hit. Um, 
that you really pick up on other people's energies and emotions. I think HSPs tend to do that a lot. And we don't always recognize that not everybody is as strong in that as us. And then the other one that I connected to was Claire Cognizance that this is something I used to get when I would work with clients and it was just, and, and even now, like when I get uh, creative downloads in a sense, it's like this idea that something just kind of drops into your, your head instantly and you just kind of know it. And it's like this intuitive download. Do you get that too, Willow? Yes, I do. Absolutely. And, and I know immediately when it's happening. And it usually happens for me when I'm with clients as well. That, that it's, it's, just an, it's just a super clear knowing in my head that just suddenly appears in there. And there's no question. And if I don't say it, then I kind of feel weird afterwards. I, I have to say it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, it's like being a vessel. That's how I feel. And I get that too, even in business and in creativity, and it's like this download. And sometimes the, the download is so powerful that it can actually prevent me from sleeping well. <laughs> so I have to like set boundaries around like, okay, I have to set boundaries around like turning my brain off at a certain time of night and being like, okay, this has to be my priority because it can be so powerful sometimes. So do you get that really in a powerful way? Yes, absolutely. Yes. And then I, and then I write, so I, I, yes. I tend to you know, write pages sometimes and it all comes through and, and yeah, and it's, it's an amazing feeling. And, and again, it's a feeling, right? Even though it's a thought or it's kind of like information that's coming through that it links up with the body in a way where you think, oh my gosh, there's something here. There's something coming through me right now. Yes. It's really clear and strong. And some people get clear audience where it's like someone's talking in your mind. It's very calm and clear. And a lot of people talk about this, that it's, they use the same words to describe it, that it's calm and clear in, in all of these um, different types. And then clairvoyance is like flashes of mental images or scenes that, that can be symbolic or metaphorical where you just get kind of a flash. Um, and it's really interesting to, to kind of think about all these things, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, it really is. And I think it's, it's also interesting to consider that the fact that we have the ability to process a wider spectrum of sensory information as HSPs, you know, we, that's, that's part of the trade. I think what's interesting to consider is much of this information is there around us in the world and in our bodies, but we just have the ability to pick up on more of it. Does yeah. that make sense? hundred percent. And you can actually tap into it more. In fact, Cindy's asking, how do you tap into your intuition? You said, I've, I've pushed my needs and desires aside for so many years. I've lost touch. That's so common. That's what so many of us has, have done. And I would love to share some of the things that can strengthen uh, our ability to tap into that intuition. One of the, the things that I find most powerful personally is the practice of quieting my mind, focusing on the breath, um, listening and scanning my body. Um, and, and all of these things have to do a lot with balancing our sensitive nervous system, because if we're really overloaded, it's harder to uh, read those cues that we're getting. Um, so giving yourself that daily alone time that we often talk about, time in nature, meditation, mindfulness, slowing down, these are all things that really help, you know, slow down that nervous system motor and get more still. Uh, those things are really powerful. Um, also things like protecting our energy, separating your energy from other people, doing grounding work and shielding work. These, these, have, these are incredibly important for us as sensitive people and a lot of us were not 
taught how to do all these things. So these are actually, I would definitely recommend some earlier episodes that we did. In fact, Willow, one of our most popular episodes of all is the one about protecting your energy. Isn't that interesting? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because we don't Go get on. that information very many places, do we, about how to do that? So we did a whole podcast episode on that, I would recommend. And then also things like practicing boundaries around people that lower your vibration. Uh, we're such giving kind people that we tend to um, just give, give, give until we're empty. We tend to um, have a difficult time setting boundaries, but yet it's really important to, to really try to be around people with higher vibrations. Um, and then consciously spend time in positive spaces that have a higher vibrational energy. This is why I say, don't spend very much time or any time on social media <laughs> because it has it lowers your vibration. I cannot believe how negative it is, how uh, stressful it is, which is why I really love that our sensitive empowerment community is not on social media. It's on a private platform and we're really conscious about how we post and how we talk about things uh, with a higher vibrational energy because it's really important to be around people who support our gifts, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. And I think the more that we can keep, keep our system clear in exactly the ways that you're describing there, Julie, you know, that through self-care and through the awareness that the more kind we are and the more clear we're keeping our system by being in positive environments and by looking after ourselves, it's much easier to hear and receive the messages that are coming from inside. If, if everything's really busy, if we're exhausted, if we're around the wrong people, if, we're, if our inner self-talk is really mean, you know, it's a really noisy environment to actually, you know, to actually hear anything that, that's gonna be useful. And I think one of the ways, you know, if we found ourselves for many years, we've been kind of denying our own intuition or not really, you know, uh, taking our needs seriously, then with these practices that you're saying right there, Julie, I think the next step from there is to try it and to practice. And even when, even um, like something, because I walk every day, I love to walk. And, and sometimes when I'm trying to decide which way to go, one way looks a little bit brighter to me. I'm kind of, it's, it's, it looks brighter, but it's almost like I'm kind of seeing it with my heart. And, and I always choose that route. And, but, it's, but little things like that are quite an interesting way to go. Like when you're looking at a menu, you know, what, what kind of pops out to you? Or, you know, if you're looking in a shop or you're deciding where to go. And I think what happens is it's, it's a muscle that you can gradually start to strengthen again. And gradually you start to get used to the signals and you'll get feedback and think, oh, that was that. Okay, that means that. Yes. And I think that's a, you know, that's a way to rebuild it. I like that. I like that you described it like that. Absolutely, I, I agree. It's kind of amazing. It is like a muscle building. You get better and better at it um, and practice self-compassion at the times that it's hard. Like if your intuition is telling you something different than what everybody around you is doing, practice self-compassion to go into like acknowledging that that might be hard for you in that moment, but also that it's so important for you to honor what you're feeling. Um, and I also think that it helps to really think about what can how what kind of connection are we having to our body can can we tune into it can we send that loving energy into the body you know are you are you talking to your body with self-love are you being hard on yourself are you you know can you move can, even just taking care of our body is a part of that process where you're really consciously opening up that channel to the intuition um you know because if you're really tired 
and depleted, it's harder to connect to it and be sure about the signals. But if you're doing the self-care that we've been talking about in all these episodes, then you're going to feel this, you know, when your body is tired, rest. When your body needs something, pay attention to it and prioritize that need. It's almost like developing a relationship with the intuition. Isn't it kind of like that? Yes, it really is. Yes, exactly that. Developing a relationship. And, and the, one of the first steps I've found to do that is to actually consciously drop our awareness into the area of our body. To remember that as HSPs, we're processing so much, so much of the time that we tend to get stuck in our heads a lot. And the actual conscious act of actually allowing, I remember once um, someone explained to me, it's like almost opening like a trap door in your neck and just allowing, your, allowing everything just to fall into your body. And actually that's the, that, that's the first step into really engaging and asking, well, how am I feeling? What is that sensation I can feel right now? You know, where, where is the intuition in my body? What's it doing? And, I, and, and really that's a conscious choice to actually send our awareness in there because we can spotlight our awareness. Yeah, and I think we can learn, like if you think about the process of learning about it, like, you know, the, many of us have had that experience where we've ignored our intuition and something kind of went badly and we were like, oh my gosh, I knew that that was not the right thing and I still did it. Instead of being hard on ourselves in those moments, because that's not going to help us learn anything. This is a really beautiful opportunity to what I like to call rewind the tape and go, okay, you know what? I could learn from this. I remember I got that really strong intuitive hit. I ignored it and this was the result. Okay, what if next time I, I get that feeling, I handle it differently? It gives us an opportunity to learn from those experiences. Yes, absolutely. And isn't it wonderful to consider that actually we were right in those circumstances, even though we may not have acted on it and we sometimes we feel a bit of regret. And as you say, if we rewind and kind of reframe that, but isn't it amazing that actually we knew because right there is the indication that we are able to sense our intuition. Yes, yes, it's there. Are we listening? Uh, Willow, you want to help me answer this question from Mary Ellen? She says, uh, can you address the difference between the feeling of fear due to limiting beliefs versus a true feeling that is a message we can trust as being for our highest good? Yeah, it, it is such a great, it's such a great question. For me, those two, those two, those two pieces that you've you've mentioned there, one of them is fear based and one of them is love based. Mm -hmm. And I can I can feel when I'm scared and I'm making a decision or a choice based from the intention of fear. And I can feel when I'm being true to myself and I'm thinking, what's the honest? How am I feeling honest in myself right now? What do I know is right for myself? and what will end up probably being right for the people around me. That is an intention of love. That's coming from an empowered place. Those are two, they're actually two very clear energetic feelings to identify and discern from. Yes, fear-based is, is constricting. There's a, right? There's like a tightening yeah. to it too. Um, whereas when something is the, the love-based, it's like an opening. Would you say that, Willow? Exactly. That's exactly how I experience it. Yeah. Yeah. So when, so when my mind is, you know, something's connected to a limiting belief, I'm, I'm overthinking, thinking, oh my God, I've got to do that because of X, Y, Z, that my mind is busy doing that. And, and, it, and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to make a decision to, 
you know, uh, kind of risk assess or get, or get the best outcome that I can, but, it's all, but nothing is really based in, in love and reality in that sense. And that is a, a constricted feeling based in anxiety and uncertainty. And I'm making the decision really from, I'm asking the wrong part of myself to make the decision. So that when I switch into the intention of love and actually drop into my body and connect, it's a totally different feeling. There's an expansion in my body. There's a grounding. I feel this knowing. I feel this, this sense of, of, of ownership of what I'm actually saying. They're, they're two very different states. Yes. And, and I would say grounding will help you decipher it better. Grounding and self-compassion, because I think the self-compassion practice that we talk about starts with acknowledging what you're feeling. So rather than pushing aside the fact that we might feel uncomfortable that we're, you know, going against the grain or doing things different than, than everybody else. That's when it's important to say, okay, yeah, this is coming up for me. But as, as I'm starting, so you're processing it, you're allowing yourself to process that, but really even before all of that, doing a grounding exercise, even if it's time in nature, um, giving yourself a loving, you know, massage on your body, on your skin with nice, you know, warm oils or something. It's like, doing things that feel, uh, that make you feel centered and balanced and grounded will definitely help all of these get a lot clearer, I would say. Um, yeah? Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. And, and also I think it's important to be kind to ourselves from, from the point of view of when it's time to make important decisions. So sometimes, you know, a, a decision will think, oh my God, I've got to make this decision, you know. But the trouble is, is, is if we're not in the right frame of mind and it's difficult for us to ground for some reason or it's early in the morning or whatever, or we're feeling particularly anxious, then it's okay to say to ourselves, thank you for reminding me, I'm going to process that later. And then when we actually feel in the mood for it, we're grounded and think, okay, now I'm going to think about that decision. Yes, this is another million reasons why I say don't give answers in the moment <laughs> where you just say I'm going to get back to you so that we can process all of these things that we need to inside of us. That really helps a lot because I used to always think like they're asking me something and I have to answer right now and I have to say yes right now, but we don't have to. Think about how many people will say that. It's like, yeah, I'll get back to you. Let me think about that. I'll get back to you. That's totally acceptable to do that. It's not going to make anybody uncomfortable and it gives you a chance to process through all of this to get a feeling for what's coming up for you. Um, and Kay is asking, what are techniques to not worry over intuitive feelings, uh, which say avoid this or something is wrong? What do you think, Willow? Could you just read that again? I didn't quite catch that. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to understand the question too. What are techniques to not worry over intuitive feelings, which say avoid this or something is wrong? Uh, so I would say, I think you're asking about like, what can you do to, to help you with those feelings that that's where the self-compassion practice would come in. Um, and we've done episode full episodes on self-compassion too. So I would definitely listen to those as well, because the self-compassion practice will help you with those feelings that, um, will change some of those labelings for you. Yeah, absolutely right. And, and also, I think when we're getting those feelings of intuition, thinking, oh, my gosh, there's something wrong there. The first question to ask, well, is it my responsibility, the fact that something feels wrong? And is there an action that I can take to do something about that? And if the answer to those questions are no, well, then we don't need to be worrying ourselves about it. 
And also we can say, well, do I need to be worrying about this now? So in, in other words, for an example, you know, if someone else is doing something around us or, you know, we've heard something that's happening, you think, oh my God, that person shouldn't be doing that. Well, that's not our responsibility. Yes, we could advise them in some cases, but it's important to discern whether it's up to you to do something about that. Or you may get the feeling that something's happening around you, but there's nothing you can do about it. Then again, it's not worth pestering yourself and worrying about that. So it's important to discern, you know, is this going to be solved by an action I can take? And when am I, when is it, when do I need to decide on what that's going to be? Yeah. And what impact it's going to have on us, because ultimately we don't help the world by taking on its pain, do we Willow? I love that expression. Everyone listening right now, please take that on board because as HSPs, we so feel like we're helping by taking on pain and taking responsibility for everyone's pain around us. Yes. Well, this is a huge piece, isn't it? I mean, it's such a default setting to us that's like, let me dive down into that person's pain and see what I can do to fix it. And then we've completely lost ourselves. We have no boundaries where our energy is merged. We definitely don't have a connection to our intuition or what's right for us or what's wrong for us. So it's not helping the world to do that. And in fact, what helps the world is for you to do these techniques that we talk about that help you raise your own vibration and invite people to join you. Wow. <laughs> yes, I could, couldn't have put it better. You're absolutely right. Exactly. If, if we're grounded and empowered and in, in a place of, of higher vibration, we are of so much use to someone in front of us that needs our support. Then if we go in and, and merge in with their pain and think, well, I'll try and fix that for you. It, it's, it's like someone, it's, you know, um, struggling in quicksand in front of us. It's almost like walking into the quicksand and trying to help them. You're in the quicksand as well. <laughs> stand on the side and pass them a rope you know that that's but it's counterintuitive because because we're so empathic it feels like I feel like I can go in and help but it it just isn't how the world works and and you know especially as coaches we're all you know we're, we're taught not to try to fix the person in front of us we're, we're we're encouraged to help them to help themselves through our facilitation and it's exactly the same way with this I like the quicksand analogy that's a really good one Willow <laughs> thank you yeah it, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? But it's, it, also it's, um, you know, it feels like if we can see someone in that quicksand, it, it almost feels, well, I better get in there and help. You know, I think that's a kind of, that's an impulse that we have. And I think it's so important because we, we can feel intuitively again, when we get that, that calling to want to dive into someone else's pain and sit down and help with them. Well, the thing is, as soon as we do that, actually our bodies feel the pain and we feel disempowered and then we're stuck in the same place as the person. So you, our bodies give us lots of signals all the way into that place. And, and, and the more awake we are to that, the easier it is to recognize that habit sometimes and think, actually, I'm not going to do that this time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to support this person in a different way. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love this. And if anybody's listening now, you guys have questions. It's a great time to put them into the chat box. And I, and while you're doing that, I want to say, um, I love the concept of the quicksand. I want to go there again, because what a great visual to think about. Like you want to check in with your intuition before you just do that default and jump into the quicksand with someone or, or with decisions that you're not sure about yet. Right. With it, like that concept of, checking in with your intuition before you take action. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and we're also very good at reading the bigger picture. So we can almost, and our thoughts are very fast. So, 
you know, we can, we can almost check in ourselves and say, okay, I feel this tendency. I want to go in and merge with this person's pain and kind of, and if you think about, well, what's the outcome of that going to be? Where am I likely to end up when I do that? And is that actually going to be of service to this person? What is the, what is the highest intentional outcome that I can help to create here? And am I walking along the right path to get there if I take this action or that action? Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. It's such powerful stuff to think about. What else do you think is important to talk about intuition, Willow? Is there anything that you want to share specifically? I, I think I think it, it boils down to um, the invitation to normalize this in us, to be aware of the fact that one of the greatest benefits of being an HSP is that we have these innate abilities. We are, we are incredibly empathic, we are intuitive, we are creative, we have visionary abilities. And, and I think it's so important for us to really take ownership of these pieces and get used to using them. And especially being in community with, with other HSPs, exactly as we are now, and we're opening up the conversation and we're talking about it. I think it's such an important, and I know we talk about this a lot, but it's such an important step for us to take to, 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 to not identify with the challenges of being an HSP and switch and think, goodness me, I actually have this amazing intu intu in intuitive ability and think about, you know, how can I be of service with that? Yes, obviously for ourselves, but also when we're at work, in our relationships, you know, in our parenting, how can we develop this not only for ourselves, but also for the benefit of others? Oh my goodness, so much so. You know, I just got goosebumps thinking about that in relation to my own life. And I was thinking about how I used to do that for um, what I would call broken family members and jumping in and diving in and trying to fix. And I completely lost myself. And that was not a greater good because if if people have a hole in their bucket and you're constantly trying to fill it up and you're giving up your own life to do that, you're not serving the greatest good because I was just thinking about, I would not be here talking to you right now in this moment. I would not have created this community. I wouldn't know you Willow. I wouldn't have connected with all of you here if I had continued to do that. Wow. And that not that incredibly powerful right there? And that, that has come, and it's the same for me, that, that has come from our willingness to trust our intuition and what we know rather than what we think and fear. And that is exactly the pathway that has led us to be able to talk about it in this way. Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, a couple more questions coming in. Uh, Forrest is asking, um, how can I get some sand quick or not? Because I'm like, it's just water, like, I'm trying to understand this question. Uh, I'm feeling so okay and powerful that I do anything, help with almost everything, then bang, I'm no longer walking on water, but completely submerged in them and their stuff. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. so I think it, there, there's an analogy, you know, and I say this as much, with as much love as possible. I think there's an analogy that says, you know, um, I keep walking down the same street and I keep walking and I keep falling in the same hole. I know that sounds a bit mean, but what I mean by that is, you know, the analogy says that we're going to do that again and we'll find ourselves in the hole. And then one day we'll, we'll go, we'll see the hole and think I'm going to walk around that hole. And then one day we don't even go down that street. So what I'm not saying here is we can't help because remember, we are highly compassionate, highly empathic people. But when you feel yourself getting into that place and you feel it because it's a habit pattern and there's also a payoff in there as well. It, 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 sometimes it's nice to be kind of down in those gooey vibrations, the, the, you know, the lower vibrations, they're actually quite addictive. 
and, and the invitation here is, to, is just to check in with yourself and, and recognize that you don't have to do that. You don't have, it, it doesn't help you and it doesn't help the other person. So it's learning to recognize the sync signals and it's totally okay that you find yourself in that hole again a few times. But what you're doing is you're raising your awareness. It's like, oh my God, I'm back in that hole again. And the fact that you're raising your awareness, what's going to happen is you're going to think, oh, I'm about to do that again. And what you'll do is you'll think, do you know what, I'm going to try this instead. And as soon as you experience for yourself that taking a different course of action, especially a different course of emotional intention, you'll find that actually you feel much better in yourself. You maintain your own level of energy and you're of much better service to the person that you're trying to help. Yeah, that was really good, Willow. I, I like to think of it in terms of conscious choice versus unconscious choice. So if I'm choosing to consciously help someone, that means that I have already done the process of thinking through what I have available and rather than diving in unconsciously, right? Right, so just say that, say that a little bit again in a different way because that, that's a very interesting concept. So you're making a conscious choice, let's say it again. Yeah, I like to think of it in terms of conscious living versus unconscious living. I used to do unconscious living where some it's like there's a fire and it's it, it's suddenly on me and I need to put it out. It, you know, no matter where it was, it was like this unconscious default that I dive in to help everyone. But there was something very unconscious in it because I was not even thinking about what I had available or what was right for me. Whereas now I can think about it consciously uh, from a higher level of is this the right thing to do? Am I merging into someone when I do this? Do I have something available to do this? So it's more of a conscious, it's a conscious decision. And living consciously like that is so different than living unconsciously. Wow, I really love that. So would, would an example of that be where almost you're pausing and giving yourself a moment just to reflect and kind of look for a bird's eye view and think, what am I doing? Where am I going? So you're, you're almost checking in consciously rather than just finding yourself in situations. Yes. And I would say it takes more than a moment usually, but it is faster if we are already practicing our self-care tools and we're living in balance in general that it's easier to get there. But if I'm like completely overwhelmed and depleted, my processing is gonna take a lot longer. It's almost like I need to get grounded before I'm even able to, it's true, you, you need to be grounded before you can be conscious, like live consciously. Okay, I love that, I love that. That's such a great technique. And also I think there's there's an opportunity right there where, you know, um, Perhaps if, some, if, if we find that people are often calling us or calling upon us for us to help them and we, and we just think, oh my God, I haven't actually even had a, a chance to realize what I'm doing and I'm back in this place with this person again. I think right there is a really good opportunity to think of a sample sentence to say, it's like, thank you so much for calling. I'd really love to help you. Can I come back to you with a time? And then what you're doing is you're putting up a little bit of a space where you can then consider and think, hang on a minute, is this, do I want to be talking to this person about this? And it might be, yes, yes, you do. But I think by practicing some kind of um, a technique that gives you a bit of time to process before you find yourself back in the same situation. Yes, it gives you a chance to check in with yourself. Uh, Gaylene's asking, what do you do with feelings of guilt for not helping someone? How would you like to start with that, Willow? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a really good one. I, I, I really can relate to that. Um, I, I guilt is a very interesting um, sensation. 
Uh, I think that the, the thing is, is again, is it kind of boils down to responsibility. Guilt is actually, if we are, if we act out of guilt, then we're coming again from a, from a place of fear. So, you know, guilt is actually, there's a difference between guilt and shame, right? So guilt is a, guilt is a, is a, is a, is a, is a, is a head reaction to a situation when we feel it's, it's an, it's feedback that we've done something wrong. However, what's happening with, you know, it's a moral kind of compass, but what happens with us as HSPs is we, we want to take responsibility for other people's problems. And then sometimes when we put boundaries up and say, no, we then feel guilty. So immediately it's an, it's an opportunity to check in with yourself and think, well, what am I actually feeling guilty about right now? And is it my responsibility to feel guilty? Have I actually done anything wrong? If you have responded from a place of knowing in yourself that it wasn't right to either, do, you know, to do whatever has been asking of you and, you, and you know in yourself that you've come from a place of knowing and a place from love, then there's no reason for you to feel guilty. So you can self-analyze the root of your guilt and yes, you know, if you kind of, I don't know, um, just, I don't know, something silly, you dropped a bit of litter in the neighbor's garden and you feel guilty about that. Well, yeah, I mean, you shouldn't have done that. But if, if you can honestly ask yourself, hang on a minute, I have no reason to feel guilty about this, then that's a very important self-process. That's another conscious process to go through to help yourself through that. Yeah, I find guilt is one of the last things to go. So it is one of the hardest things for people to let go of. And one of the things that personally worked for me really well with guilt um, was checking in with my inner child. And, and that had to do with like, if I'm trying to decide between somebody else's needs and, and my inner child's needs, it's a lot easier for me then because I develop, I had to develop a relationship with my inner child first to even care about her. And once I developed that relationship to care about her, it became important to also take care of her. So I like to think of it like that a little bit where I check in. I'm like, okay, I might feel that guilt and that's why it's important to acknowledge it. But as I process through it, I can say, you know what, even though they really need that from me, if I did that, I'm saying no to my inner child right now and her needs. And is that the right decision? So letting myself process that helped a lot. Um, and Sarah asks, uh, curious about a real life example of intuition telling you something. Um, anybody want to share an example of that? Willow, do you have one? Uh, say that again. Like an example of uh, a real life example of intuition telling you something, like whether it was right or wrong. Oh, goodness me. Um, wow. A, a, a quite a... Um... Yes, one just flew into my head. It's quite a full-on intense one, but I, um, I used to live in South Africa and um, a, fr um, a friend of mine were going away on a holiday and before we were leaving to go away on the holiday, we were actually going on a bus trip across South Africa and as we were walking around the house, I had this horrendous feeling in my stomach. I just, I didn't know what it was, but I knew there was something really wrong happening and I kept saying to my friend, it's like, do you feel weird? She's like, no, I feel absolutely fine. I was like, oh my God, something's not right. And as we got close to the bus, she was saying, do you think we should get on this bus? And I was thinking, oh God, I think it's not the bus. I don't think it's the bus. And what happened uh, two hours later is someone had left, um, I can't remember what it was now, this was about, it was about 15 years ago now. Someone had left like an iron on or a curling iron and the house had caught fire. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, you know, it, um, no one was hurt, but, but um, I just knew that there was something about to happen that was, that was wrong. 
and I couldn't shake this feeling off. It was with me for a, a couple of hours. Wow, that's a, that's a powerful example. Thanks for sharing that, Willow. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, there, I think intuition, it, I think it, it, it's something that I'm aware of every day, like several times a day now that I'm paying attention now that I've slowed my life down enough and I'm living in a balanced state. It becomes so clear, that feeling. So it's what I tend to do is it, it, I recognize the icky feeling and then I stop myself and I think, okay, where's that coming from? Sometimes I'm not always totally clear where the icky feeling came from, especially if I've been busy, um, but stopping and going, okay, where is that coming from? And letting myself understand where it developed is really helpful in so many ways because then I process through it and I know that I've processed through it enough when the icky feeling goes away. <laughs> it's it's such a fascinating oh my goodness i love this discussion uh, maybe we'll go with another couple of questions uh kay's asking are things like quiet time and spending time in nature also tools to help give your intuition more direction to help more easily identify perhaps changes that need to be made rather than pondering over what is producing the feeling you want to you answer that willow uh i'm so sorry i was just reading another uh, oh, that's okay i'll answer um yeah. I, I think, yes, uh, it, it's something really fascinating happens. Well, you know, what I also find interesting is at the beginning of this, we asked everyone what, what feelings you get. And those feelings are often there and they're there quite quickly. It's just a matter, are we actually listening to them? Are we allowing the intuition to give us direction and guidance? And that's the thing. I mean, you already have that ability inside of you and those body cues are always available before the cognitive, you know, before you're aware of things in your, in your mind, thinking wise, you're aware of it in your body. So connecting to feelings in your body are such an, a powerful support to you to, to, to allow your intuition to give you that kind of guidance, I would say. Did you have a question you wanted to go through Willow? Um, I've just, I've just, uh, seen one here to give you, uh, yes, I think we, we, we've mentioned this. It says, are things like quiet time and spending time in nature also tools to help give your intuition more direction to help more easily identify perhaps changes that need to be made rather than pondering over what is producing the feeling? And, yes. Mm -hmm. Go on, Julie, what were you going to say? Yeah, I would just say like to kind of give some general and maybe even just some, some kind of general summary too, to everything I, I would say, let's think about you want to separate ground and protect your energy. That is the beginning of everything. And that's the beginning of wellness in general for a sensitive person. Uh, develop tools for what you need. This is what we're talking about, the self-compassion technique and tools like that are really, really helpful um, to develop that self-compassion and be loving with yourself. <clears throat> These are incredibly helpful tools for you to develop. And yes, I call them tools intentionally because a lot of us didn't, don't have natural self-compassion. We have so much compassion for others, but often are so hard on ourselves that we're lacking self-compassion, which is why everything is harder. But if you are you practicing this and you're struggling with guilt and all of these things, really being compassionate with yourself is going to help with all of that so that you kind of take out all the junk and you get a little closer to the core. Um, Send that body, you know, that positive energy into your body every day and trust and value your intuition. Trust and value it. It is there for a reason. This is one of the many gifts of this trait. The intuition is a part of your life. And it's a matter of are you going to listen to it or not? 
because your body's going to tell you what's right and what's not right for you if you're listening. Yeah, beautifully said. Absolutely right. It's 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 take it's honoring the fact that we have this incredible ability in our body and that it is talking to us all of the time, and just learning as you you know as you say to to tune in to listen to that and give ourselves the right opportunity to be able to hear it by doing and taking these acts of self-love and care. And, you know, the more that we strengthen this muscle, the more we can depend on it and the more that we can teach others and we can help them to develop theirs too. Yes, beautiful, beautiful. And, and I'll post this into the community and we can continue further discussions of it as well because I think this is such an awesome conversation and I want to continue it. Willow, is there anything else you wanted to share before we end today? I think there's I think there's so much we could go into but I think we've covered some wonderful pieces today and it's just been such a great interaction with all you guys asking your questions and yes let's continue the conversation another day. Love it. And for those listening to the HSP podcast, you can go to hsppodcast.com and you can actually uh, talk to each other through the comments on these episodes, these particular episodes there and find all the episodes that Willow and I have done together. Oh, you're right, Willow. This, this, we could talk for hours, days about this conversation. And I, I, I hope that everybody got the message that we really want to trust and honor and value our intuition and that it is there as your guide and connecting to it is going to be so life-changing for you. Um, and we just sensitive empowerment community. I love you. Thank you for being here live with us. Uh, just love having time with you all. And um, I really recommend that you guys check out, if you go to hsppodcast.com, you can see we have it separated. So you can see all the episodes Willow and I, and I have done together. Um, and I really recommend that you're listening to all these episodes because it's going to enrich your life. We've talked about so many beautiful conversations and I've heard from so many of you. And thank you to those of you who have reviewed the podcast, who have shared the podcast with other HSPs. You've brought it to, I think it's probably over 140 countries all over the world. Uh, it is just a beautiful thing that we're, we're connecting like this, isn't it, Willow? It really is. It really is. And it's your guys' support out there and everything you're doing to help share the message. It's, it's really wonderful. And it's just another great indication of how important it is for all of us to be connected and to really celebrate our gifts and abilities. Yes, beautiful. Oh, we got lots of people in the comments saying we, they want a part two. I love it. If you guys have particular subjects you want Willow and I to talk about, please let us know because we're here for you. Uh, and we love talking about all of these things. So thank you, Willow. Uh, I always love talking with you. And uh, it's just such a great experience to jump into these deep places with you. Absolutely. I love it too. Thank you so much for inviting me on today. And thank you so much for joining us, everyone. It's been wonderful. Oh, yes. And love to hear from you guys. Please, uh, if, you're, if you're fans of, of our podcast episodes, we really do love hearing from you. It's so heartwarming for me to hear that these episodes are meaning something to you. So definitely keep sending those messages and reviewing the podcast if you can, because it helps others find it. So take good care of yourselves, beautiful, sensitive people, and value your intuition, trust it and honor it. And uh, I would love to hear from you when you start doing that. So take care, everybody. Uh, thank you, Willow, for being here. Love you all. Take care. Bye for now. Bye, everybody. You can take my free sensitivity quiz and find all my HSP tools and resources at sensitiveconnection.com. 
To register for the next masterclass on how to make your shift into high sensory intelligence, visit inluminance.com. Please leave us a voice message if you have a question or comment for us to be included in a future episode. Just click the voice message button in the show notes, introduce yourself, tell us where you're from, and record up to 60 seconds. We love hearing from you. And please share this episode to help others and take extra good care of yourself out there. Bye-bye, everybody.